Merry Christmas. It'll probably pass Christmas before this. <laughs> Happy <gets> New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day and also with this. <laughs> Do we just want to start that over? <laughs> this is great. Welcome back, everybody, to the Armor Up 613 podcast, where we are equipping men for the spiritual battleground. Because remember, gentlemen, it's a battleground, not a playground. My name is Mark Rice. Thank you for joining us here. I am with Jonathan Denton. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Aaron Wojcik. Also, Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. There you go. Excellent. Wish I would have said something cool. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Well, guys, such welcome back. Follower. What'd you say? I said I'm such a crowd follower. Just yeah. say what you guys say. Just say You're not a trendsetter. I know, I'm not. Yes. Well. <laughs> yes, you're not. <laughs> yes, you're not a trendsetter. Yeah. Aaron. Well, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, just to throw this out there, want to make sure that you are linked up with us on our social media accounts. We are on Facebook, guys. Check us out at the Armor Up Six Thirteen. Also on Instagram, same thing um, at the Armor Up Six Thirteen. We are on Twitter that we never use, but that's okay. And also check out our website www.armorup613.com. Um, if you guys are not aware, you can sign up for a free account, and we are um, creating um, different teachings and different blogs that are be up that are be uploaded that will be uploaded. Excuse me. Right. Matter of fact, Jonathan has uh, put one up there. It's really really awesome. So go and sign up. It's a free account, and then we can send you an email when we drop something new, whether it be a new episode or a. Uh, a new uh, a new blog a new a new thought yeah i want so, to put a plug in too for some like an outside vendor i just thought about was all pro dad uh that oh, is yeah. that is a really good thing for men to subscribe to you get a uh, email in your inbox almost Mon- every day yeah monday through friday and they always have great little articles for you to read they're quick reads like you could read them within like 5 minutes and it's just really good what if we just let them do the work for us and we just copy their stuff and then put, and load it up on ours that's perfect. Would that be okay? Yeah, I don't see why not. But sure, it's, I'm I'm pretty sure that's not illegal at all. <laughs> what if we it's give the internet? Credit? But they won't ever know. There's no rules. They'll never know. They don't know who we are <laughs> yet. No, I'm just kidding. They are a great resource. Yeah, it uh, is. even if you're not a dad, um, I'm not a dad. I like reading their uh, reading stuff off. Of What's well, a lot of marriage advice too? Exactly. It's really, yeah. really all pro dad. Go subscribe. All pro dad. Go do it. Go do it right now. Yep. But also before you do that, go to. Armorup613.com. Sign yes. up for that free account. And and like us on Facebook, because if you don't Please. like us, you're not going to heaven. And if you don't share this post, yeah, if you're, you do not love God. Yes, exactly. Don't you hate it when you see those feeds? It'll say, share this, or uh, keep scrolling. If you don't love Jesus, yeah. share it if you do. I'm yeah. like, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, not- I bet no one will share this. <laughs> yeah, because Because nobody loves Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't say that much anymore. I think it was pretty popular a couple of years ago, and then everybody was like, "This is so stupid." <laughs> yeah, but there's always that one person that you've got in your friends of you know your list of friends that you haven't <clears throat> maintained that's always coming out with that crazy stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. And they're usually you know, well, I'm not gonna go there. It's usually older people. Like your, I did go there. Like your great, <laughs> like your great like my aunt. mom. Yeah, <laughs> like your great aunt. My mom's not on Facebook. I think I like it that way. <clears throat> is your mom on Facebook, Aaron? She is, but she's not political. She's just on there for the grandkids. Yeah. See, that's a it's perfect. Yeah. That's why I do Instagram for the grandkids. <laughs> Wait, I don't have any grandkids. Never mind. Anywho, moving on, guys. We are uh, continuing our whole armor of god series and this is our sixth installment and this episode we are going to be talking about the helmet of salvation so um in the book of ephesians this is where we're taking this from um chapter six and hang on a second i just 17 17 see look man well while you're there jonathan won't you just read that little baby scripture for us sure why don't we back up to verse 16? Above all, taking the shield of faith, 
wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation. And take the helmet of salvation. This is a piece of the armor you're supposed to actually take. You take it. Right. You take it. Huh. I didn't I didn't get that out of there when I was uh studying. You just brought something out of there. You take it. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh it says taking the shield of faith. The other ones you have, but I think the last three are the only ones that you take. Which one did you put on? Or does it just say put on the whole armor? Yeah. It says take unto you the whole armor of God, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. You have on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith and take the helmet of salvation and, of course, the sword of the Spirit, which we'll get into next episode. That's right. So we're talking about the helmet. So um, to understand what the purpose of the helmet of salvation is, you got to first look, let's look in the natural of the purpose of a helmet, period, and... Um, of course, we've all heard of helmets, football helmet. I don't think I've ever wore a football helmet. Did you ever play organized I, sports? Well, I did, but I never did play anything that required a helmet. Really? Uh, yeah, soccer, Well, basketball. So you never played football then? I never played football. Okay. Soccer is the man's football. Right. Soccer is the true football. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they have shin guards. That's true. And cups. <laughs> did you ever get clipped? Uh, well, I was goalie, and so okay. I got pounded into a couple times it's actually a tough sport it's a lot tougher than what you think you know i'm i'm a i'm a big boy and there's no way I, i'm i probably should have played soccer i wouldn't be this big <laughs> because all they're doing just running up and down the the field this episode's for brian massey <clears throat> who's out there and says soccer's for girls <laughs> and we'll put a picture of brian massey up yeah <laughs> and you'll get the correlation but i never have Brian. if you're listening helmet. we love you Okay, so so the helmets you get your football helmet, uh, motorcycle helmets, military helmets when they go into battle, right? Other dip, helmets construction construction, right? You got your your hard head helmet, right? Even uh even kids these days, I mean, like, is it a? I don't have kids, so I don't know. Is it like a a mandate that your kid has to wear a? a it helmet? is a mom mandate. Moms mom everywhere mom. demand that their children wear helmets. Dads are like, eh. <laughs> I didn't wear a helmet. I turned out all right. Yeah. So w- yeah, I, I got a story to tell. So please, because I, I the, the the helmets. I see the kids. I'm like, so uh, what happened? So I I never did make our kids wear helmets. You know, good for you. And our kids, they ride their bikes to school. And so what? This was, I guess, it was last year sometime. They was riding their bikes up to school, and we was riding with them, and we all kind of go in a line up to the school, and like the the principal family? comes out, and he's like, "Where's y'all's helmets?" And my kids look around at me, and I'm like, guess we forgot them this morning. <laughs> we'll have to get those back out. Are they supposed to wear Yeah, them? it's like a requirement. If you ride your bike to school, you have to have your helmet. And so, needless to say, father got out the helmets, and now our kids wear helmets. You got to put a football helmet on Harrison. <laughs> riding down the road, he wouldn't be full- made fun of at all. No, not at all. Oliver refuses to wear a helmet now because – there's another kid in the universe that didn't so if he doesn't you know, have therefore to. why should i have to yeah which you know again i have a hard time because i if i'm gonna ride with them i don't want to wear a helmet so it's i can't i have a hard time being like well you have to wear a helmet you know th- your this, skull's not fully formed yet this is a great segue into this episode because i want to just bring out one small point oh get spiritual go <laughs> sorry to turn this took a turn real quick no it's not even spiritual i go i go but have you, you know, when you take a trip to another state, because it's a Tennessee state law that you have to have a helmet. Wearing a motorcycle. Oh, on a motorcycle? Yeah. On a motorcycle. Yeah. Isn't it so weird? Like when I'm in Arkansas, it's not a state law. And these guys are riding around without a helmet on. And I'm going, you are so stupid. Like, yeah. how, why would you get on a motorcycle without a helmet? It's like that in Kentucky. So, like, we, we live right there on the. Kentucky, they don't require one? Nope. Oh, wow. Nope. So, like, when we're going into Kentucky and, and, man, people are just flying down the interstate, flying down the highway, no helmet, you know, I'm just going, oh, man. I don't get that. Like, if I'm going to ride a motorcycle, I'm going to have shin pads, I'll have a cup, I'll have... (laughs) He's going to have, like, football shoulder pads on, like... 
the whole nine yards. Come on, Jonathan. This is a this is a men's podcast. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, never mind. I won't have anything on. I'm just going to have my leather chaps. <laughs> if you had if you had some hair, you'd understand the no helmet thing. You let that wind blow through through <laughs> your hair. There's nothing yeah. like it. Yeah, you let your Stupid mullet bald, let your mullet jokes. blow in the wind, man. All you got is your leather vest and your chaps on. Just ready, ready to roll, man. But I, I don't understand that how that they don't. It is, it is definitely weird to, to to see that when you're not accustomed to it. Yeah, it's even funner to, to have a discussion about that with with motorcycle people because most of them think that there's nothing wrong with no helmets. So if you're listening and um, your state has a no helmet law, would you please tell us? Why in the world you would ride that motorcycle with no helmet? Yeah. Are you just that experience of a rider, or are you just trying to tempt God? It goes to show you, okay, <clears throat> if given the option of wearing or not wearing a helmet, most men say, I don't need one. And think about that spiritually. The yeah. option is given, should we have one or should we not? And most of the time, we don't wear the helmet of salvation. Yeah. So we just turned that spiritually, and that wasn't even intended. See? Mm-hmm. That wasn't in my notes. Nope. Wasn't in the notes. You know it's anointed when a preacher says, this isn't in my notes. And so how how many of those <laughs> those helmetless motorcycle riders are not wearing a helmet, even though they kind of want to because they're a little bit afraid of what might happen, but they don't want to be the guy wearing a helmet in a helmetless. Right. Or a. Yeah. yeah Helmet-free zone. A lawless state. A lawless state. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, you know. You got all these guys on their big Harleys with no helmet on, yep. hair blowing free for some of them, you know. And then you got some guy on like a, a Triumph or a, like a Suzuki tricycle. Or, yeah, <laughs> he's he's on a BMW, <laughs> and he's got like a huge helmet with yeah. full gear, full face gear, the whole night. It just doesn't fit the image. Yeah, I mean, because you think about what's the purpose of the helmet? What is it designed to do? It's designed to protect your head. And your brain, which rests in up in your head, right? You know, I mean, right. the the helmet is designed to protect you know that part of your uh it, it, your brain which controls the rest of your body, right? Right. Your brain is like the, the 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 motherboard that controls you know your thinking, your feeling, your breathing, your walking, your talking, everything. But isn't that just like us men though, to where if it's not mandated, and if it's an option for us, it's almost like we feel like we're above the law, and we don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's yeah. almost or, like, or again, not even above the law, but I'm I'm tough enough that I don't I ain't gonna do that. You know, I'm gonna ride my bike without a stupid helmet. That looks dumb. That the accident won't hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I'll survive it. Yeah. Don't worry. You know what I mean? Like it, it won't. It can't be that. It, Nothing that bad will happen to me. Yeah. I, right? I'd much rather be comfortable than to be safe. Yeah, that's the same like with seatbelts. I I know that doesn't work with the helmet metaphor, but the same same principle. Like people are like, well, you know, I I don't I just they don't fit. They don't fit me. I'm too big or I'm whatever. It rubs on my neck. Yeah, or it rubs I don't on my neck. It's like I've heard of people getting decapitated by seatbelts. And Whose seatbelt like, rubs on their neck? Well, I come from a short family, Mark. That's something that happens to us. <laughs> Sorry, but like, I'm how many, you, how many I'm times get you have you one heard? Those shoulder pads. Hey, I'm trying to move on. Let's let's oh, not sorry. talk about how short I am. <laughs> you brought it up. It's you know you hear people say, well, you know, I've heard people get decapitated by those things, and there's like you know two stories and and thousands of stories of people actually being saved by. See, I don't I, just to clarify, I have no actual numbers for that statement. I just it's what I've heard. It's what just came up on Google. Yeah, I didn't right. even Google it. I didn't even Google it. I don't need Google. I'm a so, man. So Paul, he he's talking about this helmet, okay? The helmet of salvation, okay? I looked this phrase up in the Strong Concordance. So the helmet of salvation is this: a protection of the soul which consists in the hope of salvation. Yeah. Okay. A protection of the soul which consists in the hope of salvation. And the word hope means a joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. 
So the hope of our salvation is protecting our soul. It's protecting our minds and our thoughts. Why in the world, as a as a I'm just gonna say as a Christian man, would we ever leave out into the battlefield without protecting one of the most important members of our body? Spiritually. I think it goes back to what we was just talking about with the motorcycles, is we don't think that that you know, we think we can survive without being protected. It's like we walk out into battle and we go, you know what? This isn't going to affect me. I think I'll be okay. You know, um, it's it's one of those deals where mentally we think we can handle it on our own and we don't need protection. Well, that and just uh, like, you know, most people that aren't wearing a helmet when they ride a bike or whatever – is is because it's annoying. It's something. It's something extra you have to do. You know, it's it's not comfortable. So, like, you know, when you think about protecting your your mind, it's those steps involved in in actually protecting your thoughts and and you know the things that you have to do to equip yourself to have you know a healthy thought life. It it takes time. It takes effort. It's not just going to happen. You know, because you thought about it once. You know, so in in the same way, like putting on the helmet of salvation takes enough effort that probably a lot of us get distracted by all the other stuff that seems more important or more front and center than, you know, have I, have I prepared my mind for the day? (laughs) Right. Right. But you think about this, the enemy wants to get in one place. If he can control one, one aspect of your life, one aspect of, of, of you spiritually, it's going to be your mind, right? It, it's if he can if he can enter into your mind and take control of that, he's got he's got you. He ha- I mean he has you. If he can put certain thoughts into your mind, put doubt into your mind, make you start to question yourself, make you start to question, start to question. You know, am I married to the right person? Does my spouse even love me? Right. Um, am, am I, what's my self-worth, right? Just start feeding you all this garbage. And man, people will hold on to that. And you can you can tell when somebody is not protecting their mind. Right. The mind is, is the battlefield. And I know Joyce Meyer has come out with right. an incredible series on that. And, and I recommend that even for men to get. I mean, that's for everyone. It's not just a woman's deal. I mean, the men, that's where our battleground is, is within our minds. Uh, that's where the enemy knows that if he can control our mind, he can control our lives. And um, I I just remembered this. There was a, um, a message that I preached one time, and I forgot what football player it was. I think he was with Tampa Bay, and uh, he, he was a massive lineman, six foot seven, Um, 300-something pounds, just a massive guy. Well, he writes a lot of articles on bullying, Mm -hmm. and and he tries to help young kids on uh, being bullied and that type of deal. And so in one of the articles that he wrote, he said, the reason why I'm such an advocate against bullying, he said, is because I was bullied. And I got to thinking about that. I was like, how in God's name could a massive boy at that age be bullied? And get to the place to where, you know, he and he kind of goes into his story about how it made him clam up and how it just produced this horrible men, uh, mental state for him. But the point of the matter was is that the bully knew that when he could get into his head, yeah, then he could control him. And it didn't matter how big he was. The, the Joker was a beast. He was an offensive lineman. But the bully knows that it doesn't matter how big he is. If I can get into his head, then I can't control him. And for us men, it does not matter what degree you have. It does not matter what position you hold within the church. It does not matter who you're married to, what your social status is, your financial status. The enemy knows that if he can get in your head, then he can bully you and he can control you and he can intimidate you. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I read that article about bullying and with him, that just, it just, it really got to me because I knew that 
just the mental state that men are in that the enemy knows if I can control their mind and control their thoughts, then I've got them. Right. I mean, there, there's men out there like right now listening that you know that they're battling like their self-worth, right? Absolutely. Battling like, um, <clears throat> you know, am I, am I fulfilling a purpose? Am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Or, you know, do my kids love me? Or the stress and the pressures of life, you start to question and you start to doubt yourself. Right. You start to doubt who you are, your identity. Yeah. You know, and and that's a dangerous place. And you just think, man, how, how do I get in this spot? Well, you can get in that spot by not protecting your mind. Right. Not guarding it and not taking on that the helmet of salvation, as as Paul is talking about. Absolutely. So, like, how do we protect our mind then? You know, how how do we get to the point to where okay, and we'll go into some other stuff here in a few minutes on the thoughts that the enemy gives us. But let's take a time out and let's talk about what do we do to guard our minds. Because if our minds are that important and the battle is fought within our minds, then what are some guardrails that we can do to to guard our minds? I think if you take uh, aluminum foil and you wrap it around your head. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then stick your head in the microwave. No, I think uh, talking about the mind, you know, literally your mind is your brain and, and your brain... Inter, like it, it takes in information that it gets from all of your senses. Like that's how humans work. So our senses, our five senses, pick up everything around us and what we see, what we hear, and it processes that information. And that's how we form our ideas and our thoughts and our perception of things. And so, as as flesh, you know what comes in is affected by you know what 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 those senses pick up. But then our minds, our, our fleshly minds will interpret that into, you know, either, you know, some some emotion, joy, you know, anger, worry. And so all of those things, how how, how we, you know, how what comes in and how we think about it, it it's filtered through our, our earthly, our human minds, our flesh. And the only way that we stop ourselves from going down roads that that are unhealthy is to separate ourselves from re, uh taking that information and put processing it through just a human filter only but to allow the spirit that like the holy spirit to come in to us and and renew our mind and, and to shape the way that we see things so that we're not interpreting the information that was coming in as input into our brain through through our own lens but we're we're allowing it to pass through the lens of of the word and and the spirit and so definitely to me <clears throat> the helmet of salvation unfortunately is is not a piece of tinfoil that you could wrap around your your head and and every evil thought is is bouncing off of it but getting into the word, having a healthy relationship with God through his word and through, you know, the renewing of your mind by the word of, or by the word of God, um, to where, you know, some of the lies that the enemy wants to drop into your thought life, you, you have scripture and you have the promises of God and the word of God to fall back on that says, no, that is not an idea from God. That is an idea that is coming out, you know, from the enemy or from my own, you know, my flesh to where, you know, you fight those feelings of self-worth or worrying about what everybody else is thinking about you. That's because we're, we're tuned into earthly things naturally. Mm-hmm. And so that the, the combat of that to fight against that, we have to be tuned into the spiritual. So we hear the spiritual, like the spirit's voice in our mind in, instead of only just our flesh. Do you think about, <clears throat> I'm, I'm looking at, it, it says the helmet, of salvation and I broke that down the um, what what that means helmet of salvation what that means in the concordance a protection of the soul right which consists in the hope of salvation and to break that down a little bit more hope the hope of salvation it's a joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation when we put on the helmet of salvation, as Paul is saying, we are putting on a protection of our soul, which 
which has, which consists in the hope of salvation. We're putting on a protection of our soul, and we're also putting on a joyful and confident expectation of salvation. We're putting on this expectation, a joyful expectation that what Jesus did on the cross was for me. Right. When his when he poured out his spirit in Acts 2.38, and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, that was for me. I have an expectation that one day, as Jesus said, a joyful, hopeful, confident expectation that Jesus, when he went back, he is preparing a place for me. Right. Right. So when we're not wearing that exp- that, that, that helmet, we're not putting on the protection of our soul, not just our mind, but our soul. And, and, and we're not putting on that, that hope of salvation. We're, we're, we're leaving off the hope. Every day we wake up, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be having that expectation that Jesus is doing what he's coming again. Does that make sense? Amen. It kind of just takes like another twist to it. Right. If we really break down this scripture and what, what Paul is saying, you know, the helmet is more than just protecting our minds and our thoughts, but we're putting on, we're protecting our soul, and it gives us our hope of salvation. And I love what that concordance says. It's a joyful, confident expectation. Like, for, I am confident that Jesus is coming back. I'm confident that Jesus is preparing a place for me. Why? Because he said if if he if he wasn't, he wouldn't have said it. And I think one thing for me, uh, this is something I've kind of come to grips with as as I've grown and and just in life and 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 it's in in God, is you can't you can't control the thoughts that come in your head. That's true. And, and I'm not I wish just talking about lustful <laughs> thoughts. I mean, as right. a man, that's obviously something we all wish that we didn't have to deal with, but. You know, I think one of the biggest things for me was to to let go of the shame of some of the thoughts that I had. Yeah. Um, or or just in, you know, even if it, if I was worried about stuff like my job or worried about things, I know that God is going to take care of me, and I, I would get frustrated. Why am I so worried about this? How, why can't I not separate, you know, what I'm thinking with what I know? And uh, I think that's kind of part of it, though, is to understand that thoughts are going to be there. Thoughts are going to come into your head. But I heard somewhere that it's the thought isn't the sin. It's it's how it's what you do with that thought. Right. You know, if it's a lustful thought, if you if you allow that thought to linger and you build on it in your mind and you don't, you know, instantly, you know, start asking God to help you and to steer your head a, a different direction or if it's worry Mm-hmm. You know, falling back on, on what you know to be true. But again, you know, I don't think you can control what's in your head. But if you if you have a understanding of God's word, if you're in that in the this is why I think reading the Bible has to be a vital part of our life, not as a religious actor to check a box, but as a lifeline for for our, you know, our prosperity here on earth, not, not, you know, again, all of this stuff comes back to, to the word really for me. Um, our soul and everything, like I said, is so connected to our flesh. It's our our soul is our minds. It's everything that's going on in there. And so, you know, salvation, freedom from, you know, the, the fleshly thoughts of, of our mind is, is through the word is through the spirit. Our soul, what you hit the nail on the head, our soul is our mind, but it's also made up of two other components. It's our mind, it's our will, and it's our emotions. That's our soul. So we're protecting that. So how do we protect our emotions? How do we how do we protect our minds? We as men, we've got to put up safeguards. Yeah. We've got to put up guardrails within our life. And, and let's get down to some specifics. We can't watch anything that we just want to watch on TV. You're 100% right. We can't listen to anything that we want to listen to. We can't go anywhere we just want to go because you're not protecting your mind. And and I think sometimes we get caught up in this world and we get caught up in society and Hollywood and the fun of everything and we forget that, man, just one show, one movie, one song, something, it gives the enemy a way into our mind. Right. And that helmet of salvation has got to stay on our heads 24 7 if we take that off then and and i don't think we we talked about this earlier 
but the helmet was made for up close battle. Yeah. And it was a it was made to protect against the battle axe. So it was up close fighting. So if you didn't have a helmet on and that guy came up with a battle axe, your head's gonna be rolling. Like it's he's literally gonna knock your head off your shoulders. Right. And think about that within the spirit when we don't safeguard our minds and safeguard our emotions, man, the enemy comes through and he just our heads roll sometimes. Absolutely. You know, and, and then you look back a week later, two weeks later, and you go, man, I have gotten so off track, and it's because your mind wasn't protected that day. You know, I was thinking of a way, like, to <clears throat> to protect your mind is having somebody you can truly talk to and share your feelings with. Right. Right? Like, uh, Jonathan and I had a, a great conversation uh, was last sometime last week. Man, and I was just really, I feel like I was just getting my tail kicked. But I was kicking my own tail. I, I, I know for a fact I let the enemy put some seeds in my mind and really it was just, I, I just renting space in my head and I knew it. Yeah. I knew it, you know. And normally, like the old me, I would just hold that in, right, and not talk it through. And so the more you hold it in, it's like a pressure cooker. It just keeps building and building. You keep listening to those lies. You keep questioning yourself. You keep doubting yourself. You keep thinking things in your mind that aren't even true, right? Assumptions. But Exactly. And, and what I've learned that I've needed, what I need to do, A, is I confide in my wife. I just be open and honest. And you used to not do that, did you? Not at all. I, I would literally clam up. I wouldn't talk about my problems. I wouldn't talk about the way I was feeling because in my mind, the enemy would tell me they're not going to love you anymore. You're going to hurt their feelings. It's also shameful. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's shameful what what's going on. You know, they're not going to look at you the same. They're not going to respect you. Right. And so I hold on to it. And then the enemy is just stirring it up. You know, but man, like I, it I, takes a relationship to a new level when yeah. you do that. So not only does it help you, it creates that intimacy. Right. There's there's a, there's a more of a closeness in my marriage. Um, there's more of a closeness in in our friendship. Right. You know, because I'm I feel like and you and I have had some pretty deep talks where I just man, I just lay it out there. Right. You know, and, and then I go talk about it on Facebook. He's like, man, pray for this brother. He's yeah. got some problems. Yes. Special <laughs> prayer request. Special prayer request for so and so for blah 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 blah. <laughs> But we as men, we're so prideful. Yeah. We're so prideful that we just can't call. Big time. We, we can't call a brother up and be like, I'm, it sounds so cliche, but I, I'm, I'm struggling. Like, this is what's going on in my mind. And I just need to be open and honest. I need to get this out. I need you to give me some, you know, thankfully, you know, Jonathan, you, you're very wise beyond your years. And like, just to be able to speak those things that you did, like, Helped me so much and helped me snap out of that funk I was in. I want to, uh, and I had a conversation recently with a man, and um, he's he's brand new in his walk to God, and uh, he's such a he's such a great great guy. I love hanging out with him, and uh, he's reached that point of his walk with God to where he's ready for so much more, and something from his past was really bothering him. And he never has shared it with anybody. And it was something from literally like 50 years ago. And it was something that at the time was big. But now looking back 50 years ago, it's not that big of a deal. And he has carried that. This is no lie for like 50 years. And he recently opened that up and told me about it. And it was like just... Like and, and this is the point, is that that has been on his mind <laughs> and struggling with this for decades. Wow, holding on. And it and this is what we're talking about right now is the helmet of salvation, protecting our minds. And man, this episode we're already I don't know how far we're into this, but it's going really well. I just want to point out this one part: is this is what's the point of going to battle? If we know we aren't going to be saved and win the battle, think about it. It's the helmet of salvation. Yep. 
The purpose of the helmet is to know we have the victory, to know that we've been saved from the war. So, guys, you know, change the way you're thinking. It's not a matter of, you know, the depression, the panic, the anxiety, the worry that, hey, we've all faced. Mm-hmm. you got to change the way you're thinking. Yeah. You, you're saved. You're coming through this. You're more than a conqueror. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. you got to speak life and protect your mind. Safeguard against all these things that's coming against you. And what you're talking about, man, talk about it to another man. Release that. Yeah. And you're going to find a lot of healing. We we started out this episode talking about, you know, wearing helmets or who doesn't want to wear helmets and, and pride. And I think it's funny that kind of where we're at now in the discussion is talking about there, how much pride will shut men down. And I don't know if it's my if if it's just my character, but I don't have a hard time telling people about my flaws. And maybe it's just because I've seen so much good come out of it and I felt, you know, what how much it strengthened me and strengthened my relationship with my wife and even my kids. Um just teaching them to be honest. You know, if I if I yell at them or do something that's unreasonable, for, you know, and I act out of anger, then I go and apologize to my kids. And we we just because I want to create a culture within my home that says it doesn't matter. Everybody makes mistakes, and you know, I think it, not just as men, but as as the children of God, if we could just let some of the pride go that we struggle with, and say, hey, you know what, we're going to make mistakes. Yeah. We have a saying at, the, at in our house that says to control what you can control. And leave the rest to God, and it's to take responsibility. You know, we think about again, your th- like the, the saying: "Control what you can control, and leave the rest to God." Because yeah. the, the fact is, I can control what I put in front of my eyes as a man. Right. I may I may not like to admit that, and I do fail. I, I you know we we have failures. So to say, well. You know, I have no control. You do have control, and when you fail, own it and and move on. There's there's grace for that. But then, you know, at the same time, like we said before, a lot of thoughts come into your head you have no control over. You know, instead of beating yourself up and saying, "Why do I think like this? Why why do I do this and that?" You know, that's not something you can control. You can't you can't control the thought that's in your head but you can control some of the environments that you put yourself in right. that right. maybe lead to exactly. some of those right. thoughts. And, uh, but I think the biggest thing, you know, again, on all this is most of us are going to have to learn how to deal with failure. And I think with like, with all the armor that we've talked about part, part of the armor for me, it, 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 and I've never been in battle, but it would, it would give me confidence that if I have this armor on, I'm going to be able to face more than what I could face if I didn't have it on. And, you know, I think that's the thing is we have a confidence in God that he's going to he's going to equip us. And as we move forward, we're going to stumble. We're going to make mistakes as men. We're going to allow our thoughts. We're going to we're going to the things that we can control. We're going to fail on those parts, Mm -hmm. you know. But overall, if we if we just control what we can control and and have the faith to believe that God is taking care of the rest and he's going to, you know, give us the grace that we need to not be stuck in shame all the time too. Yeah. I love, um, I had this scripture <clears throat> put aside first Thessalonians chapter five, verses eight and nine. It says, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And as a helmet, the hope of salvation for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He, he didn't appoint us to wrath, right? But he said, I, it, it's your job we, you, to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. The enemy wants us to think that we are not good enough to be saved. Right. Right. Because we are prideful because we have thoughts that enter our head. And I like I love where we make the same mistakes over and over. over again. Exactly. And I've I've come to the conclusion in my life. I I can't keep beating myself up. I realize I'm flesh and blood. I have problems. Just like Paul said, there's a thorn in his in his flesh. I'm going to have a thorn in my flesh. And that thorn is going to draw me closer to Christ. Right. Period. Amen. That's Amen. just the way it is. It's just the way it is. 
I'm not asking God to deliver me or anything. If this is the flesh, if this is the thorn that God's put in my life, then God, you help me deal with it. And you, you make me a stronger man through it. And being able to talk about, um, like you were saying, like you don't have a problem sharing your struggles because you see the good that comes out of it. I mean, there, there was time where I would just hold on to that shame of my sin. And I realized probably about a year and a half ago that, you know what, we all have, we've all failed and we've all made mistakes. We read about King David, you know, who was an adulterer and, you know, had, had another woman's uh, husband killed and this and that. And we still talk about him of what, um, a man of God, he was, how he was a man after God's own heart. So if we're still talking about King David and all the good stuff he did, then I pray that the small segment of my life where I've had hiccups and where I've had faults and failures won't overshadow the things that we're doing now. Right. Amen. They're not going to not, it's not going to overshadow the, the commitment to Christ that, that me personally that I have now. Yeah. Okay. So if I can talk about my failures in my marriage and talk about how God, you know, has healed and strengthened us, then maybe there's a man who's listening, who's going through some faults and failures in his marriage can say, well, to God be the glory, hopefully my marriage can turn out the same or a young man can can uh, learn from our mistakes that we have made and, you know, not follow that same path. That's right. The Bible says in Isaiah 43, too, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. That's a popular verse somewhat within Christianity. But Isaiah 43, 2, when thou passest through the waters. And then it says, when thou walkest through the fire. It's not a matter of if you're going to go through hard times. It's not a matter of if the enemy is going to attack your mind. It's not a matter of if problems aren't going to come up within your life and your soul. It's a matter of when. Mm-hmm. Or if you fail, yeah, right. it's it's gonna when when these things happen, right? This is the hope, the helmet of salvation, knowing that God is with you, knowing that you have incredible resources around you, and the Bible says, and this is the most important. God says, "I'm with you <laughs> through the rivers; they're not going to overtake you. The fire, it's not going to burn you up. When <clears throat> these things happen, you're going to come through this because it's the hope." of our salvation men listen to me right now the hope of your salvation is not in anything but in christ if you've had a bad week if you've had a bad day you've got to get back up pull yourself together put the safeguards within your life put the helmet of salvation on knowing that our salvation's through him you know i have um i'm looking at the lesson i taught the lesson over the whole armor of god this back in january to the church and there's a, a note that I put in here, and I, I feel this for somebody who's listening, who will be listening. Um, you know, the enemy is trying to take away, as you said, your, your joyful and confident expectation of the salvation in Jesus Christ. And I would tell you this right now, that your past is under the blood. Your past is under the blood. The enemy has has your mind convinced that you're not worthy enough for God's mercy in salvation and you're not worthy of his love i've been there i've felt that but i'm telling you if you would put on the helmet of salvation as brother jonathan said receive your joyful and confident expectation of your salvation in jesus christ there's nothing that you have done there's no distance that you have gone to you can't go too far there there's nothing that's going to be able to separate you from that because he he says it in like I said in Thessalonians, he did not appoint us to wrath. You have been appointed, you have been chosen, you have been appointed to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. That to me is hope enough to know that when I'm a knucklehead and I can feel the temptations of the enemy coming because he knows our buttons. The enemy is very smart. He watches you. He knows what your struggles are. He knows what your struggles are, Jonathan. He knows what yours are, Aaron. He knows mine and everybody who's listening. He knows. He has a strategy to try to take you down. 
And I have felt that. I have felt the attack of the enemy the past couple of weeks. And that's what you and I were talking about. And I'm like, right. man, I feel like I'm I'm taking steps back because I feel like I'm losing some of these small battles. I may have lost a couple battles, but I'm not going to lose the war. Right. You may get me a couple times, but I'm fighting back. And right. that's what we need Amen. to do, gentlemen. Amen. That's what we need to do. You may lose a couple battles, and that's okay. It's not how many times you fall down. It's how many times you get back up and you start swinging again. Amen. It's awesome, man. I I love that. You said a lot of great stuff. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to monopolize. I just <laughs> I really felt on fire. Just felt. Hey, man, that's it's on point. Yeah. And this <laughs> is the thing is that every man that's listening to this can identify with that. Yeah. If every, every man can identify with failure. Every man can identify with pride. Every man can identify with weaknesses, temptations. We're all whatever. there. We, we can identify it, but we got to talk about it among right. men because the problem is we all identify it. It's easy to listen to a podcast and say, mm, yeah, I, I understand that. I know that about myself, but we've got to come out of our, our caves and, and, we gotta fix it. and see what's going on. Yeah, that's true. First of all, if it was a, was it Elijah who's, he was, complaining to God that he was the only one right. serving and, and you know kind of whining about it stuff and and God showed him all of the other people and and the reason that, that was serving God the reason he did that was to to encourage Elijah because there's just something about knowing that you're not the only one that that brings you hope and encouragement and so as men our testimony and our confession has has to be heard by other men yeah. Um, because first of all, it strengthens us, but also it, it, there's there's men who you can strengthen and and possibly help help find deliverance just by being honest about the things you're struggling. And that doesn't mean you have to get it all right before you can be honest. I think that's something we like to do as men because it's we don't want to say, "Hey, I'm struggling with this." Right. That, that hurts our pride. We'd rather say, "Boy, I used to struggle with that," and and somehow it makes us feel you know, better about something, admitting something, as long as we can talk about it in the past tense, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, again, I don't necessarily feel that that is a requirement for a testimony that right. you've already gotten past it. You could, you, your testimony is that, you know, the person who's, who loves you in spite of it and that you, you know, the person who's going to carry you through it. Mm-hmm. But again, to, to, you know, to be quiet about your struggles. Right. And, and I would say this, uh, alcoholics, they have a very good motto. It's called one day at a time. And it's like when you're struggling with addiction and you're struggling with things, their motto is today I'm not going to use. So that their focus is not on this coming Friday when they get paid or, you know, you're not even promised tomorrow anyway. Right. So live your best day today. So their, their focus when they get up is okay, I'm not using today. Yeah. And if I get tempted, then I know that I'm going to call my sponsor. I'm going to do this. And think about that for us men, the things that we're struggling with. This is so simple, yep. but live by this rule. Today, it's going to be a mistake-free day for me. And and purpose within, here you go, your mind, salvation, God's going to save me today, and I want to make it through today mistake-free. When I lay my head down tonight, I'm going to rejoice in knowing that God has saved me one more time. And I think it's awesome that we talk about these things, but the next step is overcoming these things and living a free life. Right. You know what I mean? Taking that next step and going, okay, I'm living a free life and, you know, I'm past all that shame and the bondage. I'm on the other side of it. You know, you said like um, with the uh, Alcoholic Anonymous, you know, like one of, their, one of their parts of their program is having their sponsor. Right. You know, how many times we talk about like having a mentor, having somebody who we can uh, are what we've been talking about, like having that having that your battle buddy, you know, that person that's got your back, you know, in the heat of it and you got their back in the heat of it. The importance of man, like no army was won just because of one soldier. It's a team. Yeah, it is. It's a platoon. It's a team. It takes it's going to take a group of people to help me be saved. That's it. Right? Because I, I'm throwing out lifelines. Right. When I when I'm struggling, you know. Right. You always tell me all the time when I go out of town, hey man, call me if you need me. Yeah. Right? You called me the other night and I didn't answer. I felt bad. See? See what happened? <laughs> I you was home though. Was you home that night? I don't know. 
<laughs> it doesn't count if he's home. I don't know where I was. It was like 9.30. I was like, oh, crap. Oh, yeah, I was already home. Okay, good. good. <laughs> I was like, I forgot yeah. to call him back. Oh, whoops. Well, man, yeah. He was already in bed, 9.30. Yeah, man, I was wiped. I was wiped. <laughs> but, um, well, does anybody have anything else to add? No, man, I think we're good. I think we're pretty rich. Lot. Yeah. Man, that conversation flowed. Aaron's over there thinking of cheeseburgers. He didn't eat before mm. for this recording. You want some more Cheetos? Yeah. I've, had two, Cheetos. I've had two bags of Cheetos. <laughs> it's probably my monthly quota yeah. met right there. See, we talk about you talk about that one day at a time. For <laughs> yeah. me, seriously, for me, I have a goal. My birth, my 40th birthday is July 17th next year. I'll be 40 years old. My goal is to be fit by 40. Oh, that's good. Okay. I like it. To be fit by 40. So every day when I wake up, Seriously, I put in my mind forty. Today, fit. Yeah. you make good decisions. Today, you make good yeah. decisions for your body. You go go exercise. Make sure you're eating the right foods. That's great. Make sure you're drinking your water every day. Same thing. One day to how am I going to how am I going to get in better shape? One day at a time. You need to start putting like a picture on on the Armor Up podcast. Yeah, like I, I you month. know what I actually so every time I go to the gym. I have an app on my phone that logs my workouts and I can upload like my a picture from that day. So I do I take a picture every day I'm at the gym because I want to see the progress. And then so like at the end of it, I'm gonna take all these pictures and just like make like a, a wicked slideshow where I'll get Aaron to do it because he's more he's more creative than I am. But anyway. Be awesome. But one day at a time, guys. One day, day by day, you know, living living this life of for Christ and fighting uh, the good fight of faith. So thank you guys so much for joining us again. Please share this um, podcast with your friends and, or you don't love God or you don't love God. <laughs> See, that was like a voice. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. All of those links are in the show description. Our website's in the show description, www.armorup613.com. If you are subscribing via iTunes, please Go and give us a five-star rating and also leave some feedback. Also, if you're uh, subscribing on Google Play, that'll help us get more um, visibility in the um, in the podcast library. So, guys, and also, seriously, if you want us to pray for you, pray with you, go to our website. You can actually um, submit a prayer request. You don't have to put your name. It could be anonymous. But do it, and I promise you, Aaron, myself, and Jonathan, we will be praying with you about whatever situation that you have. We thank you guys so much for joining us here on the Armor Up 613 podcast. Remember, guys, it's not a playground. It's a battleground. We'll catch you on the next episode.